Smith, he scores! Carlson between his own legs to Riley Smith. The Knights take a 4-1 lead. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Now at the other end, a drop pass to Claire. Oh my goodness! A glove saved by Hill! No way! No way! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two rolling along, VGK Insider Show, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman. Hanging out with you for the next hour. The Vegas Golden Knights are Stanley Cup champions. I, I, I'm not going to get tired of saying that. I'm really not. I'm going to lean into it as much as possible for dramatic effect. The Vegas Golden Knights are Stanley Cup champions. I thought you were going to hit a. They were going to hit a drop there. No, I'm just. I'm. I'm hoping that the. <laughs> you, you look. You grabbed yeah. the, mo- the mouse like you were going to hit a drop, and I was waiting. I was giving you room. Breathing. I, I I'm Nothing? just like distracted because our burglar alarm in the building is going off. Yeah, that's true. And it's gone off multiple times. You've got both headphones in though. Like you, you I can still hear it though. You can hear it through your yeah, headphones. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's why. Yeah, you've only got one on. You got yeah, one on I, the side of your head. Yeah. I can hear it. Um, but I'm gonna soldier on. I hope it it's is. not going out over the air. Wait a minute. Oh, see, maybe a good omen on me. There it is. Yes. Look at you. Yes. I really thought you were going to play a drop. I can. I can. Pick any drop. Just, just march, a, march, 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 march. There it is. Oh, that you know what? That's beautiful. Because as as we've talked about, as, as some of the listeners pointed out in, in segment number one, I was fortunate, super fortunate on, on Saturday to be a part of the parade, to be on a bus, taking all of that in. And to, to be honest with you, I had no idea what to expect. I had, I had never done anything like this before in my life, right? Like, you start thinking about these things when you're growing up, you're playing hockey, you, you get your first pair of skates at three years old, you're playing hockey at five years old. Everything in your life is consumed by hockey. Um, and then you realize that for reasons, you, you, you're not going to be able to do this the way that you wanted to. You're not going to be able to have the dreams fulfilled that you had when you were a young kid. And so then you you find your yourself in a With position professional hockey. <laughs> you find yourself in a position where you're a part of something bigger than yourself. You're a part of an organization. You're a part of a, this story that's being told in front of you, right? Like you and I come to work every day, and we have the best job in the world, right? Like you and I come to work every day. You're in the locker rooms every single game. I'm talking to Golden Knights fans night in and night out about everything I grew up loving about the game. We have the best jobs in the world. And I know on on Tuesday night, you had some moments, you had some awesome experiences down on the ice with those players that over the course of your time doing what you do, Chapman, Amazing questions, night in and night out. Opening people up to you in a way that many can't in this business. I know you got some moments that are going. you're going to remember, some memories you're going to remember for the rest of your life. That was absolutely Saturday for me. 
because you're in this you're in this weird kind of I don't know what to do stealing from Aiden Hill. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know where to go. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. Where's the freaking loading dock? I don't understand any of these things. So I finally stumble onto my bus and who do I see? Jesus Lopez. The Spanish voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. Marcia, 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 Marcia. And it was a full circle moment for me in a lot of different ways because when the Golden Knights first came here and, and there was the idea floated around of a Spanish broadcast, Jesus was a natural fit. And Jesus has worked at his craft so, so hard. Night in, night out, he's putting in the work. And he does so many other things here too. To be able to share that moment with him was awesome because it was full circle. It was one of those experiences where I didn't really know what to expect. And then all of a sudden I'm hanging out with Jesus Lopez for an hour and a half on a bus, throwing shirts to people, throwing beads to people, throwing foam hockey pucks to people, seeing all of the kids and everyone in this community. So excited that this was the pinnacle. This was the moment. This is what you waited so long to get professional sports here for, and then another six years of having professional sports to get to this point. And that's one of the things that a lot of people just fail to recognize and understand about the Vegas market. It's not that it took six years for the Golden Knights. It took an eternity for Las Vegas to have pro sports at this level just to be in the conversation, just to be a part of this. And so you've got all of that pent-up want, desire, thirst for pro sports. And it all gets to be relieved. You, you get that moment of euphoria. You get that moment to get out there with your fellow community people and just celebrate a championship that I don't think a lot of people were expecting would be here for the Golden Knights. Yeah, it, it's truly... Like I said, I mean, I, I, I've been here since 1999, and when I moved here, we had UNLV basketball, UNLV football, and we had the Las Vegas 51s. I think I, I, I moved here right as a change from the Stars to the 51s. I don't mm -hmm. think I was ever here for the Stars. but And then we had a spattering of, of minor league teams that, that came and went. I remember my, my buddy Adam worked for the gladiators arena football league team. They used yeah. to play at the Thomas and Mac and, you know, we would go to all the games and we would stand down on the sideline and watch. And I almost got demolished by a player flipping over the boards once, <laughs> but you know, that was something that, that, that was our, that was our mm -hmm. pro sports like that. And I remember when there were the rumors of Jerry Bruckheimer, maybe purchasing an NHL team and moving them to Las Vegas and, it never really seemed more than talks. It never really seemed serious. And then this guy, Bill Foley, comes along, and yeah. you hear this. And I, I was living overseas, and I can remember reading stuff about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's amazing. Las Vegas might get an NHL team. And then you heard Bettman talking a little bit more serious about mm -hmm. it. And it's like, oh, my God, that's going to happen. And I moved back here in 2016, and that it was literally days after I moved here, it seemed like, that, that the announcement came that, we were going to have a pro team. Sure. And then the next step of, well, guess what? Fox Sports Las Vegas is going to be the flagship. And, you know, I, I think you and I both, for, for, for us, this journey, and, and I may get a little emotional here, mm -hmm. but without our, our friend Frank, yeah. I'm not a part of this. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm legitimately not a part of this without Frank, who I'd known for so many years, 
tapping me on the shoulder and saying, I wouldn't want to do this with anybody but you. Yeah. And, you know, that Tuesday night, I, I just wish so much that Frank could have been there and, and celebrated that moment with us and and with the team. And, you know, I, I, I hope he's he's he hears this up in heaven. And, Frank, I love you, man. And, you know, I will never forget the sacrifice and, mm-hmm. and everything that he pushed for for me to be part of this. And, you know, it, it's, I, I was a little emotional Tuesday night. I'm not going to lie. I was watching those final seconds and, and I had tears in my eyes, not because I was a fan of the team, but for our city mm-hmm. to see how far our city came in, in the 24 years that I've been a Las Vegas resident, April 1st, 1999, I moved here on April fool's day. I'll never forget. It was cold. That's it the was, most on-brand yeah, thing for you. It was cold and it was wet that weekend. <laughs> and I'm like, what the? And I moved from Phoenix. I'm like, yeah. what the hell did I yep. just move here for? You know, it's it's 80 and sunny in Phoenix, and here it is cold and wet in Las Vegas. But you know, to see how far our city had come, and you know, George McPhee talked about it on Friday, mm. and it really it it really hit because you got to see a personal side of George when he made the comment about how bad they wanted to win year one. Yeah. Not for him, but for the city. And I think for those of us who've been here a long time, I think that's where it gets you because the this city is the most unique city in the world. Mm-hmm. It truly is. There, I've, I've traveled all over the world. I've been as many places as you can name. I've probably been there. And it's the most unique city in the world. There's nothing like... Las Vegas and you know you mentioned Jesus and I think one of the one of the aspects of this team that really really strikes me is the job that they have done to go out of their way to bring our Spanish speaking community and mm-hmm. there is a large percentage of people in Las Vegas who speak Spanish yeah what pers- like the job that they've done to bring Jesus in and and embrace our Latin heritage here in Las Vegas, and I won't say Mexican because I know we have people from El Salvador and Guatemala and Honduras yeah. and all over Central and South America that call Las Vegas home. And bringing in a new demographic to this sport, I mean, the job Jesus does, he the guy is amazing. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the picture of you and him, I, I, I thought it was so cool because it was so fitting because you were the guy that he leaned to to help to help learn the game. And for you and him to be able to share that moment together, it, it was special and it was so cool to see. Yeah, getting the getting on the bus and hanging out with Jesus for an hour and a half is is awesome in and of itself. But I know, bet I bet he was having a good time. <laughs> oh, he was having a blast. Oh I, I, he, he was having a blast. He, he is he is a fun, fun guy. He's a a phenomenal human being. Number one, yeah. and and just a an absolute blast to hang out with. And, and his story to get here, mm-hmm. it's almost as incredible as a guy like Zach Whitecloud. Yeah, like people probably don't know because I don't know how much detail Jesus goes into, but the guy used to work in Alaska mm-hmm. as a fisherman. Yeah, he was a fisherman in Alaska. Yeah, and here he is today, the Spanish broadcaster. For a Stanley Cup champion. He's the voice. Like, it it, it really encompasses what this team and what this city is about. Like, mm. it's all about dreams, and dreams come true. And I can't imagine there were days where Jesus was, was throwing the net out or, or bringing in 
the line where he said, one day I'm going to be a Stanley Cup champion. But, I mean, he is, and, and yeah. it's, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, I, the, the, the voice um, and, and just a hard worker. And, you know, again, it, it gives you kind of an idea of what it's like here to work here. As you mentioned, Frank Chapman, like so much of the groundwork was laid that first season. So much of the groundwork for what this show could be, what we wanted to do and what our, our goals were in talking about this game, introducing people to hockey as best we could while also trying to be entertaining. Um, so many of those lessons of what it means to crack this mic open and speak to people that just want to enjoy the game, love the game, appreciate the game, have something to cheer for. Uh, so many of those lessons I learned from Frank, and you know, there was there was a moment for me, um, and and I I was for, I was fortunate to to get on that bus, and and there was a, there was an empty seat next to me, and it was one of those moments where. Um, you don't really know if you belong, and then you do. And uh, shout out to to Jeff Prince, who was on the bus. He was sitting. He was sitting behind me, and you know we started to talk. Um, he he had kind of talked to me a bit about pregame, intermission, postgame, and and the soundtrack to a championship, right? Like all the things that go into that. We we chatted about you know, his profession, what he does. And and one of the nicest people in the world to to, to to kind of share that experience with. It was awesome. But he he looked at me at one point and just said, you know what? It's it's fitting that you know you you've got that empty seat because I'm I'm sure Frank's here with you. And that was uh, one one thing that meant the world to me on Saturday. And then the other thing that meant the world to me on Saturday. Um, getting to experience it, there were there were moments where you're kind of sitting there taking everything in, and it's hard to put into words, right? Like if you were to ask the players. There would be, I, I would imagine, a, a sense of overwhelm, right? Like, there's so much going on. And so, it's a sea of people. A, an absolute sea of people. From the, minute, from the minute you pull out of that loading dock, all along Frank Sinatra, you get back over onto the, onto the, 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 the Las Vegas Boulevard, it's a sea of people everywhere you look. And it's so loud, and things are going so, so beyond your realm of comprehension. And... Then I saw my family. Like then I saw Mrs. Wallace. Then I saw Scott and and Charlotte, and I knew they were there. The plan was for them to be there, and I just you never know, right? If like things are going to work out the well, way you'd like them. them to. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially with how many people were there, and I remember locking eyes with the three of them, and I lost my mind because you know the fact of the matter is, and I, I talked about this a little bit today on Raider Nation Radio with Q. And for those that don't know Q, uh, he is our boss and does a phenomenal job in everything that he does. And, and like when you start to think about how, how businesses run and how much work you put in, when your boss is the hardest working person that you know, it, it pushes you to be better. Yeah, you have to step your game up. You strive to be better. You want to be in that company. And so I was talking to Q a little bit about it today, and, and he, you know, he, he had mentioned, like, what, what was it like for you to see your family? And I, I told him flat out, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing that I do that wouldn't be possible if not for my family. There's nothing that I do without 
Mrs. Wallace, period. Because as you know, Chapman, you're here every day. Mm -hmm. You're at every game. You know the commitment that it takes over the course of an 82-game season plus the playoffs. Plus preseason. Plus preseason. Like We're talking about 111 games. That's about what the Golden Knights played this year. I mean, if you think about it, that is nine months, ten months. Ten, ten months, and and granted, it's the best job in the world. Yeah. It's not. It, I wouldn't trade this for anything in the world. It is what I've always wanted to do, and never necessarily knew I wanted to do it until I started doing it. Yeah. And when you see your family, when you see the people that are responsible for pushing you to this spot, when you see them out there, as as I would imagine the players. Right with their families around them, and I know that the parade was a party, but it's still emotional. You lose it. You absolutely lose it. I blacked out, man. Like I, I was screaming and hooting and hollering, and I was pointing and 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 giving them the round of applause that they deserve. Because again, if if you listen to this show, if you are a fan of what we do, Chapman, I know this is the case for you. It's the case for me. We don't get to this spot without our families. We do not push as hard as we do if we didn't have that support system ingrained in our lives. And it's really because of them that we get to live out our dreams. Yeah, I mean, I I, I wasn't married until a couple years ago. You know, I was, I think, four seasons in. No, that's not right. I met my wife after uh, the Not a Major series. But... um, Still, to, we were we were already three years into doing this show at that point, and my mom, a, a huge supporter of mine, you know, she's there was a time where I I didn't want to do this anymore, and she didn't let me, you know, let me quit, and I she doesn't listen all the time, and I hope she's listening now, and you know, she she certainly would would not be. Or I wouldn't be where I am without my mom and and obviously my wife Junko. She certainly supports me a mm-hmm. lot, a million percent. And it's it's funny because my kid. There was a time where Kingston thought I was the coolest dad in the world because I worked <laughs> in radio. And now my my son is almost sixteen mm-hmm. and he's working and he he has a, a job for the summer and he doesn't think I'm the coolest guy in the world. And there will be a time that comes where William Carlson's son Beckham. Mm-hmm. Does not think that William is the coolest guy in the world. I don't know. That speech but is on, on I, video. That's what I was going to say. I think <laughs> all Wild Bill will need to do is show little Beckham when Beckham's 15 and doesn't think that he's the coolest guy in the world anymore. All he has to do is pop, pull up his phone or whatever whatever technology we have 15 years from now mm-hmm. to show him that 10 minutes of absolute glorious William Carlson. There's there's nothing better than to be able to push for something, to work for something, and there's nothing better than seeing it be accomplished and recognizing the people along the way that pushed you in this direction. And I know we're getting a little bit uh, emotional and overly sappy here, but the fact of the matter is we can't do it without the support system. We can't do it without Lotus Broadcasting and Natalie Marsh, Doug Marsh, Q, as we mentioned. Everybody here that allows us, pushes us, lets us strive to be great, uh, but we can't do it without our families, and that's the other the other aspect of this too. And and I think that's what I'm left with on on Saturday, getting to be a part of that, getting to realize a dream, getting to experience the overwhelming 
emotions that that overtake you in, in the midst of such a high. Um, it, it all comes back to how you got your start. It all comes back to what your dreams were. It all comes back to those decisions that you have to make. Do you want to continue to push? Do you want to continue to find a way to make it to the top? Do you want to give up or do you want to keep going? And oftentimes when you have that question to, to answer, it's your family, it's your friends, it's the people that love you pushing you in the right direction. And to be able to share that with them is just a beautiful thing. And I have no doubt that that sentiment was was shared by me and and, and everybody else. And, um, you know, the fact of the matter is the, the Golden Knights have brought so much to this city. They've brought so much to Las Vegas as a whole, and they've brought a lot to my life, um, a lot to Chapman's life. And, and hopefully we, uh, we can continue to do this and do more in terms of Stanley Cup championship parades. Because I'll tell you, getting to do it one time, Boy, oh boy, do you want to do it another? Yeah, listen, I'm not missing the next one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. Look, Nate, whoever, whoever is in charge of this, <laughs> Q, Natalie, I listen. If the Golden Knights You're win another Stanley Cup, well, I am yeah. part of this, and I, I am. Even if I have to crash the parade, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will be there, and I will. You know, I, I thought about it. I, I. I would be the idiot who certainly everyone knew was there mm-hmm. because I would wear something that everyone would notice me. Yes. And I would be chugging beers. Well, you're not you're not conspicuous. No. No. At all. You don't know how to do that. No. I I I I I have this incredible big straw hat mm-hmm. for the sun. Yeah. That I absolutely would have worn mm-hmm. and I definitely would have had a Hawaiian shirt on. What color? I don't know. No, you would have wore the avocado shirt. Yeah. Oh, that avocado shirt is glorious. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Um, and you know, swimming trunks. And, and, and just just one more <laughs> one more thing on the uh, on the idea of you know your son and, and thinking you're the coolest guy in the world. Uh, I'm not kidding you. We're walking away. Everything's done. Everything's everyone's got a chance to breathe. And my daughter just turned 13, and that is incredibly difficult. As a, as a parent to navigate teenage years for the first time. And she turns to me and she says, you're cool. And everything, all of it, worth it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that moment and I, you know, to, to I've seen Mrs. Wallace firsthand. <laughs> mm-hmm. How much she supports you. I, I watched her almost beat the crap out of somebody one night, <laughs> which, was, which was fantastic. But I mean, don't mess with her. No, no, and and it's one of those moments where I'm like, you know what, Mrs. Wallace is pretty damn awesome. Like, yeah. like she she wasn't taking crap from anybody, <laughs> and I know how much like because because I mean everything like when we used to have the 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 Lotus first Fridays, mm-hmm. which unfortunately because of certain things have gone away. I wish we'd bring them back because it was one of those moments where we got to. I got to hang out with Dennis Huff, who is like one of the coolest guys, and he's he's the host of the Comp Morning Show. And yeah. I'd get to hang out with with Gooch, who's on the air at the same time as us, and and it was one of those great things where where you just got to see people you don't see all the time, but you always used to show up with the family, and it was one of those things where you shared that with your family, and it, it was so cool to see you share. I don't want to say the greatest moment of your life, but the greatest moment of your professional career. Yeah. 
with Amanda and the kids. And, and I just thought that that was incredible. And, you know, the support that, that your family gives you, I think everyone should be so lucky because I know, I know that the three of them support you in a way that, that I don't really know if anyone can, can, if I've ever seen that type of support from a family when it comes and, and, you know, I, it's, it's awesome to see. And I'm so glad that that moment that you had, you were able to share it with them and they were able to share it with you. Yeah. It it meant the world to me. Um, and I love my family very much and I know they're listening. So, uh, this one's for you guys. And on that, we'll take a break. Come back with one timers on the VGK insider show. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. One-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. One-timers, news and notes from around the NHL. I'll be honest with you, there's some stuff, but none of it really has me itching to talk about it like I, I want to continue to talk about the parade, the rally, what the Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup truly means to Las Vegas as a whole. But, you know, I felt like now is probably the best time to get to some sound from the rally on Toshiba Plaza Saturday night. And, you know, as 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 cool as some of the speeches were, Chapman, the drones were so freaking rad. Like, that was the coolest thing. That was the coolest thing. The logo, the Stanley Cup, the formation of the drones, Stanley Cup champions. Like, that is the coolest thing. No other team, no other city has the ability to do what Vegas does to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, we have, like, the most unique city in the world. And they certainly... Vegas it up. Every other team you watch their parade, it's it's during the day. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of dull. They're doing it at like the governor's mansion or yeah. something. We we did it our way. Yeah. Like like we did it the best way Vegas knows how. And there you go. It's kind of la- it, it, It's funny when I saw people angry, and I, I think it was Stephanie, the second Stephanie, who called yeah. in and who mentioned like that salty that you know fans. we weren't flipping cars yeah. and, and burning things and. It's like, no, this isn't amateur hour here. Like, Vegas is used to hosting the amateurs. The people that live here, <laughs> we're pros. We're professionals. We've been through it before. So I mean, it's a city that knows how to party. Yes. And, and nothing, yes. nothing, you know, harsh is a mellow. Nothing, nothing ruins a party more than destruction of property. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, take note, Vancouver. Come on. I don't think Boy, that's, any, a, that's the second time I've taken a you're, shot. At the you're Canada. taking shots at Vancouver, <laughs> and I like Vancouver. It's awesome. It's a great city. But There's shots fired at uh, the Arizona Coyotes, but we'll get uh, to that in a moment. Yes. Um, Poor Coyotes. Did, did anybody? Did anybody jump into the Bellagio Fountain? I don't think so. I think I won. Oh man, I'm bummed. I, I'm telling. I still. I still stand by this. If somebody did it, it would have been a cascade effect. A lot of people would have done yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of people would have done it. But I think I think our public service uh, announcement of how deep the water is yes, yes, was see, really the deterrent. You're, there. you're well, hey Bellagio, you know what? Free free uh, night or uh, listen as fr- much as as much as Millard was trying to push people to do it, we talked them out of it. Yeah, yeah. I well mean, done, good job. I know Wolfgang Puck has a restaurant there. You want to send? <laughs> you want to send me? Uh, you want to comp me and my wife a nice meal on the lake? Yeah. All right. So let's hear from. Bruce Cassidy, who I think was living his best life and fully leaned into 
how important and special this was. I just wanted to uh, obviously say thank you to, to Bill Foley, Kelly and George. It, it's, it's a privilege and an honor to coach the Vegas Golden Knights, and I'm just glad they put their faith in me to get the job done. So thanks, guys. And... Um, Back to back, 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 back to back. Anyway, uh, that's the plan. Players get their trophy and, and families get their time together with the trophy, but tonight this parade is for the fans of the Vegas Golden Knights. It's for you, so enjoy it, everybody. You've earned it. Thank you very much. All right, so... Of course, my initial thought upon hearing that was you don't you don't hear coaches often after winning start talking about the next one or or lean into the idea of yeah, well, the plans to win it again. We're going to do it again. Let's chant back to back. Like you recognize how difficult it is to do it. You know how long it takes to get there in some cases. And yet there's Bruce Cassidy Back-to-back? Why not? Why couldn't they? And this goes all the way back to the first call that we took on the show today. You know, Mike, wanting to know what's going, what's the future of the Vegas Golden Knights. There you have it, right? Like Bruce Cassidy, when he was hired, talked about one thing. I want to win the Stanley Cup. But it's not a, I want to win it once. Yeah. It's not... I'd like to win it and then everything's good and I'm like going to ride off into the sunset. Like, that's not what it is. Bruce Cassidy wants to win and winning just makes you want to do it again. Well, I think what, what, what I've gathered from Bruce in that, well, in that one speech, it wasn't about Bruce. Mm -hmm. He was humble enough to let the fans have their moment. He knew it wasn't about him. He knew it was about the fans and celebrating. But the other thing is, I think Bruce gets Las Vegas. Oh yeah! Like I think he he has totally embraced the city. Like, I mean, he spent his entire career in the D.C. Boston corridor. Sure. Yeah. Like he coached in Trenton, New Jersey, for a little bit. I mean, who the hell coaches in Trenton? Bruce did from Trenton to Stanley Cup champion. But he was with the Providence Bruins for a long time. He was obviously with the Boston Bruins for a long time. You know, you don't get a lot of exposure to Las Vegas when you're coaching in those markets, but. In one quick year, mm -hmm. he has he has cemented himself as a Las Vegas legend. He was the right coach at the right time for this team yep. and this city. And and I think you're absolutely right. I think he gets Las Vegas. And I I I'd venture to say he's the funniest coach in Golden yes. Knights history. Yes, he has taken shots at me. Oh yeah. Four times. Well, not necessarily four, but he, he liked my beard, which yeah. I still haven't shaved. Yeah. He's a fan of the Jaws shirt. Are you going to shave it? Probably. Well, summer? Maybe. We'll see. Did we'll not see. like the New York Jets toque. Well, no. But I showed up one day in a Rutgers sweatshirt. Does anybody like the New York Jets toque? Me. I'm a Jets fan. Well, yeah. Jets I'm toque. saying anybody else. No, unless you're a Jets fan, no. Yeah. no. And even then, it's Perennial punching bag, yes. Yeah. Okay. But... One day I showed up in a Rutgers sweatshirt. He was all in. He's like, oh, my God, Rutgers. He's like, my, my family, my wife's family, they're all Rutgers people. I'm like, hey, mm -hmm. there we go. So from Bruce Cassidy to 
William Carlson, who for a time I argued probably should have been a front runner for the for the con spice. Like I thought Carlson's postseason was phenomenal. He was so good. And I think we all recognize and understand that William Carlson is and will forever be Wild Bill. Okay. You guys can hear me? Yeah, you hear me? So, um, this guy, this effing guy. Yeah, I know. I know. So, he was here. They won. Yeah. And I, you have been here day one. You guys are so amazing. We played Arizona in the first game and we beat the shit out of them. What did he say? And I had no points. No points. But that's okay. Because at year one I was pretty great. But you guys were greater. And we've been up and down on this journey to the cup. Pass it to Marshy. Marshy, you got something to say? No, 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 no. Listen to me. We've been waiting for six long years for this guy to be MVP. Jonathan Marshall. I mean, it's an all-timer. It's an all-timer from William Carlson. And here's the thing that I think is maybe lost in all of it, right? William Carlson had a beginning, a middle, and an end. He knew what he was going for. He had absolutely planned this out of where he wanted to go and how he wanted to get there. The fact that he was able to get there, the fact that he was able to put a bow on it, the fact that he was able to bring everything back to Jonathan Marchessault, MVP, was nothing short of phenomenal. Well, he got there by falling on his ass down the stairs. So I thought that was pretty pretty apropos because if he was drinking Aquavits, there's a good chance <laughs> that's the reason why he went down the stairs that way. But everything about that speech, I think back to... Ovechkin. Yeah. And the way he delivered his Stanley Cup championship speech, this might top that because, first of all, you get the, I was pretty bleeping good that year or great that year. 43 goals. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't see it in the audio. 
the little dance that yeah. William Carlson did after saying that. The generous way to put might it. Might have been the highlight <laughs> of everything he said. Yeah. The little the little dancing that he did. It was phenomenal. From and and, and I gotta be honest. Yeah. Stip tack, stip stick tap yep. to Kim Frank, mm-hmm. who was doing the best job she could. I saw she was getting a lot of hate on social media. That's not cool. Like, don't yeah. do that. Like, no, don't do that. She has a job to do, and I thought she did the best that she could do in that moment. Mm-hmm. But it was just overwhelming. Yeah. And and but like the, the the highlight was the dance. Like okay. like so William Carlson highlights the speech. <laughs> I, I need you to rank them for me. Oh boy, the, the speech, dancing. And having Keegan Colasar essentially save him from falling, uh, and or getting carried off the stage by Will Carrier, I think because because all three of them are pretty awesome. Yeah, I I think dancing to ABBA. Yeah, while Keegan Colasar holds him to prevent him from falling face first down into the crowd. While having the Swedish flag behind him shirtless. Mm-hmm. By yep. the way, I, he's he's pretty ripped. But having the Swedish flag behind him, dancing to yeah. ABBA. Yeah. ABBA! Yeah. I think the mystery is solved, no, by the way. I, there, there was never a mystery. No, no. There I, was never a mystery. But we, we know where it came from. Yes. And that's that's beautiful. And then the last thing that I wanted to touch on here, and I, I thought it was, you know, tremendous, as we've talked about George McPhee and, you know, his comments last week about delivering for the city, wanting to pick the city up, and be everything that that this team could be for a city that was healing after 1 October, the fact that this organization had that banner, 58 names, above the stage, getting to view it all, speaks volumes about how much the Golden Knights care about Las Vegas, how much the Golden Knights continue to want to be a beacon of light for those that were impacted by 1 October and how much this team is entrenched in this community. Being Vegas born isn't a slogan for the Vegas Golden Knights, the fans of the Vegas Golden Knights, and what this team really truly means to this city in the wake of 1 October. So I thought that was just a phenomenal touch. It was the best touch. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to talk about the, the fun things, but the fact that they were able to make it a full circle moment for the families of those 58 people was tremendous. Those are your one-timers for today, June 19th, a Monday. Catching up with Chapman is next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. All right, Ryan, I know you're not going to give me the oh, Christopher, but... Uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, today is Juneteenth, and it's one of those days that where I grew up in the country, I grew up in the Northeast, we didn't learn about it. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't something that I learned about, and I don't know if it's because New Jersey was, was not a slave state. Like, I, I just don't know. Like, it wasn't something I learned. It's something I learned many years later in life, and obviously it's a very significant day and a very important day. Mm-hmm. And I know Governor Lombardo just signed it into law that it's now a state 
Nevada recognizes it as a federal holiday. But one of the things I did not know, and I found out today, actually, uh, the 15th Amendment of the United States granted the right to vote to African-American citizens. What I did not know, and if you live in this state, it's something to be very, very proud of. The first state in the union to ratify the 15th Amendment was our home state of Nevada. Home means Nevada. Hmm. And Nevada was the first state in the United States to recognize the right of African-American citizens to vote. So uh, if you celebrate Juneteenth, I hope you have a great day. Celebrate it and enjoy it. Um, You know, it's like I said, it's one of those days that I really didn't know about until much later in life. But obviously, it it means a lot to me. It means a lot to our country. And, uh, you know, very cool that our state was the first to recognize the right to to vote for our African-American citizens. And and I thought that that was very, very cool when I saw that. I was like, wow, I studied history in college and I didn't know that. Like, that's one of those things that you're like, wow, that's 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 really impressive. Yeah, a state that came into existence during. Mm -hmm. The Civil War, it's just one of those things where you're like, wow, that's that's incredible. Way to go, Nevada. I absolutely did not know that. Um, and I, like you, didn't didn't learn much about it, it just in school or, or anything like that. So um, yeah, I think it's I think it's absolutely important to to recognize it and 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 understand it. And um, I think catching up with Chapman was fantastic. Well done, buddy. Thank you. So what are you gonna do tonight? Uh, we're going to celebrate Father's Day a day late. Oh, okay. Um, nice. I'm still debating if I want to go for Mexican or, or ramen for dinner. You know, you know better than to talk to me about sushi. Well, it's not, we're not eating sushi. My mom okay. doesn't like sushi. No so. sushi. Huh? No, no, mom. No. Um, obviously, Junko likes sushi, but she's not a fan uh, of it here. So I don't know, man. I, I feel like ramen's the right way to go. I know, and I'm not a big ramen in the summer, so this might be my last chance to eat it before. Do you the get fall. extra noodles? No. I like the corn. I like corn and butter. Ooh, load it up. I'm a big extra noodle guy. We'll catch you same time tomorrow right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.